All right, here we go. Get ready for another beautiful marathon of Adaf. Today's Adaf is Adaf Mem Zayin, page 47 in the Heilige Mesechah We pick up at the very bottom line of Mem Vav Amadez 46b. All right, so we have a little more time, perhaps, just for the, at least the next couple moments, to focus in on the story that was brought up towards the end of yesterday's Daf. What was the story? So the topic we're discussing is the importance of escorting people. Right? The Aglarufa, you escort people out. Somebody, Nebuch, passed away. Bezdin, responsibility of Glyazol. Very important message. Based upon the message of Levaya, of escorting, the Gemara got into a story of Elisha, who um, went to the city of, near the city of Betar, and he left the city, and there were a group of young men that came out to hurt him. Um, and the Gemara got into who these young men were. Ultimately, they died. Um, and we didn't really discuss the story too much. Let's give a little bit of a background as we get back into, uh, as we get back into the story. So the background is as follows. There was a p- part of the background that we need to know for our Gemara is that there was an issue with the water in the town and there was a group of a number of young lads that were making a lot of money off water sales right you ever go to the store and they charge you five dollars for a bottle of water from norway and somehow the plant is in the pocono mountains right (laughs) but it's norwegian water how's it norwegian water Uh, yeah blessed by a norwegian rabbi or it must have touched norway somewhere all water is connected, right? All water is connected somehow, some way. All right, be it as it may, maybe it really is a chvez, I don't know. They weren't happy about this because Elisha went, to, went and he cleaned up the water. He went, he took care of the waters. Now they're out of business. So after he left the city without escort, that's where the, this Gemara connects, so these 42 young men came out to hurt him. All right, these 42 young men came out to hurt him. Now, what happened was, bottom line, there were two duvim, a dove is a bear, two bears came out from the forest, and they tore apart among them 42 of these young men were torn up for coming out and messing with Elisha. Top of today's daf. Rabbi Shmuel, how many, how the miracle occurred with these bears. Let's go ready for this. Listen to this. It's incredible. One opinion is there was a forest there that were, there weren't any bears. And guess what happened? Hashem made two bears come out of the forest. So that was the miracle. He said there wasn't even a forest there. When they started messing with Elisha, what happened was Hashem brought a forest and Hashem brought bears. According to this opinion that there was a miracle that a forest sprouted up, why did Hashem need to do that? Just bring the bears. What does the forest need to do? Says the Gemara, beautiful. Chavar, get ready for this. The Be'isei. This is wild. This is wild. You know what this means? In order for the bears to be effective, they had to be in their element. Bears attack when they have a forest to run back to, when they have a habitat 
to run back to. And this is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by the way, performs miracles. The Gemara is all over this. Hashem performs everything. Yeah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it look as natural as possible, thereby keeping our Bechira intact. Even though it's like, what? Yeah, like, for example, for example, after the flood, the Mabal, it took 12 months for the waters to recede. 12 months? <laughs> the water is miles high. It doesn't take 12 months. For you. <laughs> Where do you get 12 months from? HaKadosh Baruch Hu just makes it look natural, even though no shine, there's no, no connection to it being natural. So the Machlaikas was how, uh, how it happened. These kids were Jewish. But it was in the merit that Balak, Hevra, this is going to blow your mind. Blow your mind. Balak tried to defeat Klal Yisrael, and in doing so, he used the power of God, right? He connected to Hashem. He wasn't successful, but in the schus of him connecting to Hashem inappropriately, down the road, 42 members of Klal Yisrael died. Because that ultimately was Bullock's purpose. So down the road, even if somebody connects to Hashem, completely wrong intentions, there's an impact that's going to happen. You can't connect to Hashem and there's no impact. So Says the Gemara, huh? There were 42 sacrifices and 42 people were killed. Okay? Says the Gemara, Ini, it's not true. Why Bullock get a schar? Why did he get reward? There's a well-known Gemara. Right? A person should serve Hashem even for the wrong reasons. Not for the wrong reasons. It's not really what it says. What it says is you should serve Hashem even if you're not doing it for the right reasons. What does that mean? A person serves Hashem because they're afraid of punishment. A person serves Hashem because they want to get Olam Haba. Is that the right reason to serve Hashem? It's not the right reason to serve Hashem. The right reason to serve Hashem is because I want to be in a relationship with Hashem. And one of the side perks, the kickbacks of being in a relationship with Hashem is you get a lamaba. Right? But I'm not doing this like I'm in kindergarten. If I do this, he'll give me a candy. It's not why we serve Hashem. But if that's what it takes to do the right thing, better to do the right thing for the wrong reason than to not do the wrong, than to not do the right thing. And how do we know that even if you don't have the proper motivation you still ultimately will receive reward for it. Our story of Bullock. Get ready for this. Get ready for Shavuos, everybody. Rus came from him that ultimately came from Rus. Bullock's great descendant, Shlomo, King Solomon, and they're bringing thousands of sacrifices. Okay? So Balak, for completely the wrong reasons, brought sacrifices. Ultimately, he had very chosh of a descendants. So the Gemara says, you see from over here, that how was Balak rewarded for his sacrifices? His great-great-great-great-grandchild, Shlomo Melech, brought many, many more karbanis. It's not that 42 Yidim were killed. So which one is it? That's what's behind the Gemara here. What was his reward? Was it that the 42 sacrifices vis-a-vis 42 Jewish Hever killed? Or was it that uh, Shlomo Melech you know, built the base of Mekdash? So Gemara says, Tavosei mi'o Yeah? 
that even though his reward really was for the Karbanas, but his taiva, his yearning, his desire was really that Yidin should, should be killed. And how did that yearning, that motivation within his sacrifices play out to fruition? That was with the death of 42 Yidin. Okay. Now what were his 42 sacrifices? When Balak was, Balak was the king of Ma'ev and Klai Yisrael was traveling through and he was hiring Bilam to, to kill him. Okay. They said to Alisha, um, things here are good, but the water's bad. But if the water is bad and people were dying, why they say it's a good land? They said it's a good land, but people are dying because the water's terrible. So what's good about the land? Amar Rav Khanan says, listen to this. Beautiful, which is going to segue into a different idea, and that is there are places that have a specific chain, a specific grace for people who live there. Okay? Some people here, we're also, we're sitting here together in St. Louis. Many people love living in St. Louis. Other people perhaps can't stand it. They love living somewhere else. Other people cannot stand living somewhere else and they only want to live here. The Rabbani Shalom did this on purpose so that we'll inhabit, we'll, we'll live all over the world. People are built differently and people have a certain chain, a certain grace. And the Gemara is letting me know this is a very hush of idea. This is a very, very important idea, which is that you have, it's, the, the water's terrible, people are dying, but they say, you know what, we, we, we love our city. We love our city. Says the Gemara, this is, important, this is an important foundational idea that we have to know. We have to know this about each other, by the way. You could be like, what in the world? Why so? How can you live out in your hopits? How can you do? There's a chain. There are a bunch of them that's on purpose. There's a chain that people have. And you belong You belong in a, in a unique place. Go ahead, Rebbe. Yeah. Two things. Isn't there a Gemara in Ksubis or Yavamas that says something about there's three unexplainable loves? Here all your shveha. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting there. All right. But, but the other Next question, line of Gemara. Go ahead. I, I thought it was interesting that the one who says is Rabbi Chanin. He is Chain. Beautiful. Okay. There are three types of grace. I tell you what, my father would tell me. My father's a Chanin of When I was in, when I was in his Bikiyas year. No, when I was in Bikiyas year in twelfth grade, my father was my Bikiyas Rebbe. and whenever we would ask him a question that was coming up, he would just say, your problem is, you don't know Shas yet. And then he would keep going. <laughs> and, then, and then he would give us like a wink when we got to that line in the Gemara. Okay. Rabbi Yechonin says, there are three areas where people have a grace. They're just attracted to something. Why? Because the Rabbi Yechonin says, I want you to be attracted to this. Get ready for this. A city that a person lives in has, it gives a person a certain chen. I enjoy living in this place. I have a special feeling for this place. Chen isha al-bayla. And the grace of a woman to her husband. A beauty, both internal and external, that a woman has on her husband. Inexplainable. Somebody else can be like, I, don't, I just, I never put those people together. Well, I don't get it. Okay, there's a chen. The chen, the Rabbi wants them to see a chen each other. Chen mekach al mekchay. And also the grace of an item to a person. People buy things like seriously, you spent money on that. 
that Akadosh Baruch Hu wants this person to have it, he creates a chain. That's why you chose to buy it. It's a chain. To other people, it's like, wow, you, you seriously spent money on that house? You spent money on that car? You spent money on that drink? It tastes terrible. Like, what, what, what? There's a chain. That's it. There's a, there's a place. And that is, Rabbi Yechanan says, That's how it is. 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 That's Became sick three times. One time was because he was the one who got the beers to hurt these uh, these boys who came out to bother him. The echad and the other, so he ended up becoming sick out of uh, you know out of uh, punishment for that. Now they came out to bother him. Now there's a concept of We talk about this very often. Good things come from good people. Good things come from good people. If something not good comes through me, even if it's not my intention and it's not my will, that means that I need to think long and hard about what's happening in my own life. Why did something bad need to come out through me, even, even unintentionally? And it's not for anybody else to say. It's for me to say. Something not good happened all your day, Alicia, and there was an illness that came to him um, through that. Okay. Elisha was also became sick because he pushed Gechazi away with two hands. We're going to see what that means. And then the, the last illness he got sick from, he ultimately died from. Uh, his, his final illness. Okay, he never, he never got better from it. Let's get into this. Tanrab, one of the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis. There's a daf, this is a, a shas daf. A lot of, we've heard of right? Get ready for this statement. This is beauty. Take this, put this in our back pockets. Remember these words. A person should always use their right hand, the stronger hand, to draw close at the same time that you're using your left hand to turn away. Right hand brings close as your left hand pushes away. What does that mean? If you ever need to rebuke somebody and give them musr, make sure that they know that your care for them, we spoke about it this past Shabbos in the Drosha, make sure they know your care for them is much stronger than the pushing that you're doing. This way when you push with your left, guess what? They're not going anywhere. All they're doing is coming closer to you with their right. Incredible, you said. I don't care how they're spinning around. They're not moving away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not moving away. La'aylam, always. Let the left hand be the pushy one, while the right hand, the stronger one, is always drawing close. Like Unfortunately, Alicia, who was a tremendous tzaddik, who we can't judge, but he pushed away his Talmud, his disciple Gechazi, with both his hands, and also and we're going to get into these stories. By the way, will say something uh, at the end. Who Yeshua ben Prachia's student was pushed away? According to you know, I'll say it now. According to some opinions, it's referring to uh, Yashka. Okay, it's referring to Yashka. All right, let's get into the stories. Elisha Mahi. What's the story with Elisha? Naman said, take these two uh, the kicker of silver. 
and uh, don't let my heart go with you when uh, uh, Naaman um, turns Me'almar Kavtoi Lekrasecha from his chariot to call you Ha'is Lakachas Azikasav Lakachas Begadim Vezeisim Ukrabim Betzaynu Bakar Bavadim Ushvaches. Okay. Um, where uh, Alicia um, saw Tsaras on on Gechazi, and he realized that Gechazi got Tsaras because of what Naaman gave him, and he was upset at him for accepting these uh, accepting these gifts. Okay, now why did Naaman give a gift? So this is a story elsewhere in the Gemara. Huh? He paid him off. No, it was Akar Satayv. Elisha healed Naaman. Naaman was a was a Gaisha king, and Elisha healed him. Uh, and yeah, because, but, the but, prophet. Yeah, and he he didn't he want to take any payments. Right. So very good. Gechazi got in the middle, and he he gained something right. from what his Rebbe from what his Rebbe did. So he so Elisha uh, gave him Musar, and he said, "You no no way no how you're not allowed to do that." Umi Shakukuli Hai says the to Gechazi take so much. He took some money and, uh, and some garments. Like It wasn't like an incredible amount. You're right, it wasn't a lot, but at the time, Elisha was, was learning the halachas of, of Shreina Shratzim, of eight creatures. So that, that's what was on his mind. And Elisha said to Gechazi, Russia, what you did is by taking these things, you have lost the reward of all the Torah that we're learning now. The Tzaras Naman Tigbak B'chobes Arach Lo'elam and the Tzaras of Naman should attach should attach off to you and later generations. Va'arba Anoshim Hoy Mitzaram. You should know four men to who were Mitzaram. Am Reichen Zagechazi Yishleishim Banav. Ultimately, Elisha's curse ended up coming to fruition. What happened after he cursed out his Talmud Gechazi? So here's the problem. Again, how do you give Musar? Push to the left. Pull on the right. He pushed away with boys. Like, what are you doing? Right? He gave him a nothing. Uh, no, no pulling close. Vayilech Alisha Damasek. Alisha went to Damascus. Lama halach. Why? Amar veichinon shehalach lachzir legechazi b'tshuva. Gechazi left, and Alisha went after him. He said, "My dear Talmud, you should come back to tshuva. What's the problem?" V'loy chazar. Gechazi said, "No, I'm already gone." Amar loy chazar b'cha. So do tshuva. You already taught me. I can't do tshuva. You know why? Because I've already taught others to sin. I've already taught others to sin. I'm a chayte. I'm a sinner. See, if you cause others to sin, you can never do a full tshuva. There's just the reality of the matter. What do you, you do tshuva by yourself? Fine. But everything, everything wicked that's happening in the world because of you is still there. Like there's nothing to do about it. Kind of like, well, God forbid, somebody speaks Lashon Hara and the word's out there. You can go back and do tshuva. The word's out there. You, you, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You, you, catch down every person that it's come to? You have no control over it, right? So this is a fascinating um, uh, a fascinating dynamic where you see the, just look at the psychology here. Gechazi has a chance to do tshuva. But many of us are like this, by the way. It's a terrible, it's, it's, it's a mistake that we make. Like Gechazi is making a mistake. But the mistake that we make is, if I'm not going to do something perfect, I'm not going to do it. If I'm not going to do something perfect, I'm not going to do it. Right? I'm either in or out. And this is not an uncommon mindset. And notice, how did Gechazi start? 
And I don't know, listen, the Gemara seems to put a little bit of an onus on Elisha, even though Gechazi has his own Bechira. But when do people go, when do people go off? Very often it's because they're pushed off. It's very often. Very rarely is somebody loved and welcomed in the world of Tyra and they decide to go join some uh, a different uh, religion. Go find me one person that that's happened. Doesn't happen. What happens is first you got pushed away. Once you got pushed away, you're like, you know what? I need to find comfort somewhere. I'll go find comfort somewhere else. That's what. Okay. Now my Ovat, what did Gechazi do that he was a chayte and machti yasarabim? Ikadamri Eben Shay Eves Iravam that he had a a uh, Evan Shayeves, a drawing stone from the Anavite uh, Zara that uh, Yeravam had, had created, Amidu ben Shemayim Laaretz, and he hung it between Shemayim and Aretz, which seemed to be kind of a miraculous, kind of a miraculous feat. Vigadamri Shem Puma, and some say that he wrote the name of Hashem in the mouth of the ego, of this calf that. Yerava made. Gechazi drove people away from in front of him. We're good? Yeah? Am I coming through? Yeah? Okay. Uh, Gechazi Until that point, um, Gechazi was, was with Elisha and there was, there was no problem. Okay, so that's one example. What's the, what's the other story? So we said there was twice where people pushed away with two hands. One was Elisha and Gechazi. The other one was Yeshua ben Prachia and his, and his Talmud. What's the story of Yeshua ben Prachia? Mahi. What was the story? The well-known incident when Yanai the king killed out the Rabbanon. Ultimately, his brother-in-law was saved. His, the queen's brother, the queen hid her brother whose name was Shimon ben Shetach, and she hit him and saved his life. So Shimon ben Shetach, atminu achosei, v'vishu ben prachia, ozol arach l'achsan jisom b'chayim, v'vishu ben prachia, before he was able, before Yanai was able to kill him, ran to Alexandria in Egypt. Ki havishom sholach l'shim ben Shetach, and when things calmed down, and there was no longer, no longer a risk to the life. Shimon ben Shetach sent to v'vishu ben prachia, Mini Yerushalayim Irak Mini for me Yerushalayim Irak Kaidesh, I live in Yerushalayim and that's my holy place. Lecha, but for you, Alexandria Shomitzrayim, you, your uh, your place of kedusha is like Alexandria of Egypt. Meaning you're you're staying there for no reason. There's no longer a threat. Time to come back to uh, Eretz Yisrael. Achaisi Bali Shorei B'Soichech Ve'Ani Yoyshevus Shaymeima. What does he mean over here? Says the Gemara. Omar. Rabbi Shub Prachi said, Shema Minah Havalei Shloma. Must be that there's Shalom in Yerushalayim. Ki also Ikleho Ashbiza. So as Rabbi Shub Prachi was coming back from Mitzrayim to Yerushalayim, he said, Lahu Ashbiza. He stayed, he stayed at a hotel. And he said, to the, uh, he said to the host in the hotel, Come Kamayu Bikara. Uh, I'm sorry. Ki also. Uh, uh, yeah, when, when he came 
to the uh, to the hotel. Come Kamayu, they stood up in front of him, Bikara Shapir, with a lot of honor. Wherever he went, people stood up in front of him and gave him a lot of covet. Avdilei, um, Avdilei they gave him a lot of covet. Yosef Kamishtabach, and Rabbi Shua ben Prachia was sitting and praising Kamanoa, how beautiful Achsan Yazu is his hostess. Okay, so you have a big tzaddik, and he says, wow, our hostess is mamish beautiful. Noeh. What does Noeh mean? It's like elevated, beautiful. Now, if you hear a tzaddik say that there's a beautiful person, what do you assume he means? Internally. Of course. Yeah? Of course you mean it. He's a beautiful person, right? As, um, as, my, uh, as my father, Zuchari Lebrocha, mentioned to me when I started dating for Shaduchim, he said, Menachem, you have to realize there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pretty people. You have to look for a beautiful person. Right? So he's, he's mentioning that there's, there's beauty here. What happens? Listen to this. Rebbe, you say she's beautiful. Ain't that how truth is? Her eyes are too round. Omar Loi, Shabi Shuab and Prachia says, Russia. You Russia, the kachat That's what you think I'm talking about. Apik arba Pishamte. Basically, he publicly sent them away and said, "I can't have people like you who see the externals and think in such a way around me." Call you Every day the Talmud would come back and ask to be accepted back, and he would say no. He was waiting, right, sometimes you push somebody away, and then when they show they want to come back, you let them back. So now here's what happened. And this is very unfortunate. Yumachad have a kari kriyashma. It was the day Rishun Brachia decided it's not a time to allow his Talmud to come back. But the Rebbein Shalom made it that the day that he was going to accept them back, the Talmud came back as Rabbi Shub and Prachia was reciting kriyashma. Now the Allah is, while you're saying kriyashma, you're not allowed to interact, you're not allowed to respond. So also the Kamei, a student came in front of him, have a bedaite le kabluer, Bishum Brachi wanted to accept him, so achvi le biyode. He went like this. He went like this with his hand. He gave a little motion. Okay? He gave a little motion, which he meant to be like, hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. I'll talk to you in a minute. However, savar mitcha kadachile. The student took it, this motion as go away. Azal zokaf le benze palga. He went and went straight. To creating and built an avodah zara, Amar Chazar and he went to his Talmud. He said, "Tuchuva, I didn't mean you should go away. I actually wanted you back. I wanted you to come back." Amar kach mikoblani I've already built an avodah zara. Caused other people to do an avodah zara. To Amar Mar Kishev Hesev Eidiach Vehechti Yes Yisrael, and this Talmud ended up getting involved in witchcraft, incited other people to. Leave Tyra and caused a lot of members of Klal Yisrael. Bechti Yisrael caused a lot of members of Klal Yisrael to sin. Time to learn the Brisa of Shimon Elazar You should know Yetzer, the desire for um, immorality. Okay, Tinaik. When you deal with young people and Veisha, and when you deal with your wife. A person needs to be very careful to always bring close with your right hand and push with your left hand. Your left hand can never push further 
than the right. You always need to use these things, which is fascinating. Look at the first thing. When a person has a type, a person has a desire for immorality. Says Rabbi Shimon Lazar, the way to conquer your desire is not by saying, I'm done. Never, I'm never going to have a taiva again. I'm never going to have a desire. Now what he says. You know what you need to say to your taiva? Just give me a few minutes. It's going to be the right time, and I'll use you properly. In the right time. But not now. If you just, two hands, push it out, the Itzahara is going to say, I'm not going nowhere. Or he'll say, oh, okay. It's kind of like we say in Marav, in Kriyashma, it's fascinating, in Hashkivenu. Right? After... Uh, we say the bracha of Ashkivenu before Shmonesri. Ashkivenu Hashem Akin Le Shalom. Vavadin Akin Lechaim. Vahatser Satan Mofanino Meacharino. Hashem removed the Satan Mofanino from in front of us and Meacharino from behind us. So they, the Bali Musar asked to remove the Satan from in front of you. I get, I get the Tvila. I'm trying to do something. The Satan's trying to stop me. Get the Satan out of here. What does it mean, Vahatser Satan Meacharino? Remove the satan from behind me. The answer is because satan's no fool. He knows the way to get Tendler to do an Avera is sometimes I have a good idea. Something I think is a mitzvah. What the, and the satan's like, ooh, if someone gets involved in this, boy, do I have him. Ooh. So, you know, he goes behind me and he's like, go, oh, he gives me a little push. No, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Before you know, you fall off the cliff. Keep going, no, what you're doing is great, it's incredible, your mom is your helping, so next thing you know, you're like, how, how did I fall into this? He's not a fool. So, he asked the Bansha, remove the thought from in front of me, and from behind me. Says, this is how you got to deal with the Yitzhahara. Don't say to Yitzhahara, you don't belong in my life. Every desire, by the way, belongs in our lives. Every desire. It just needs to be used at the right place at the right time. It needs to be used appropriately. So the way to handle it is, Bring it close with the right and create limitations with the left. And the same thing holds true with our chinuch, with our children, and with our and with our spouses. It's necessary and important for couples at times to not see eye to eye and to have disagreements. That's why we have different minds. Hashem did that on purpose. And when we have and when we have misunderstandings and different viewpoints on something, we always need that the right hand is stronger than the misunderstanding. And the left, the misunderstanding has to be on the left, and the right hand is always there, um, is always there, drawing us close. Okay, here we go. Beautiful. Back to Egla Rufa If let's say we have the whole process, and then before we decapitate the calf, we find the murderer. So you can't claim anybody specific, right? It's like you find the corpse. You know who it is. We find the murderer. The locha is, so we just don't kill the calf. It goes back to its original status. It's not hectish. But what if we already uh, did the process of Egla Rufa? So then the regular halachas continue to apply. Okay? Continue to apply and we're going to bury the Egla Rufa in that place. Sha'al Safik Basa Mitchilasa. Because Egla Rufa itself was coming as far as a suffix is concerned. We simply didn't know who it is. So it got the kapara for the, the suffix and everything was accomplished. What happens if, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, and since it was already killed and then the murderer was found, the still is that even though you brought an Egla Rufa, this murderer is still going to be Chayav Misa. Okay. 
Now, this is now general. You ready? You have somebody who's killed, and we have one witness says, I know who the murderer is. I know. Egla Rufa is like we find the corpse. We have no clue who it is. What happens if one person tells us who the murderer is? And then another person comes and says, one second. Yanko, you claim you saw the murderer? It's not true. There's no way you saw the murderer. It's simple, yeah. It's, it's not possible. There's, there's, there's no way you saw it. It's an impossible case. Okay? How so? How could he know for sure? Well, what's example Yale's given? Say, so, I was hanging out with you. We were, in the, we were going bowling. Yeah, we're, we're hanging out. There's, there's no way you saw it. Um, or, Isha Imeris for EC, the Isha Imeris Lairisa, how you orphan. We do Aglarufa because there's, we view it like there's no testimony and the whole thing is a doubt. One eight says, I saw the murder, and two witnesses say, No, you did not. Okay. How you orphan. Now we'll see what the Chiddush is. What's the novel idea? That there's Aglarufa. Of course, there's Aglarufa. If. Again, if one person says I saw it and one person says you didn't, we, don't, we do an Aglarufa. Certainly if one person says I saw it and two people say you didn't, we'll do Aglarufa because the doubt remains in place. We'll see what the Chiddush is. Even, Shnayim Aymer, huh? I mean, even by, this, by the last case, why even bring it? The Shnayim say it didn't. That's yeah, because it remains a doubt. Whenever we have a doubt as to who the murderer is, as long as the doubt remains a strong doubt, we're going to do Aglarufa. And my, my question is, like, is the Gemara going to get into why we need that last case? Because it seems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Gemara is going to ask, like, what's the Chiddush, right? What's the novel idea? Yeah. Let's say two witnesses say, we saw the murder. And then one guy comes and says, no way, no how. Why? Because you don't believe one witness against two witnesses. So it's considered like we have, we know who the murderer is, and, uh, and they wouldn't bring in Aglarufa. Okay. You should know. Unfortunately, at a certain point in Eretz Yisrael, murders became a lot more common, and they stopped with Aglarufa. Haratzchan. They started calling him Ben Haratzchan. Okay. Um, that uh, he, he um, was one of the causes of Eglar Rufa stopping. Apparently he, he was a, a well-known murderer. A well-known murderer. He had, uh, his name preceded him. Okay. Another thing that happened besides Eglar Rufa, once things became common, once people were menaifim, People started became a, a lot loose with their morality, more adulterers, so they stopped with saita. They stopped having a saita drink. Rabbi Yechem and Zakai hefsikon shenemar leifkod al b'neseichem ki tiznena v'alkaleseichem v'alkaleseichem ki tinaafna ki heim the geimer. B'shemei seish ben Yezer Yisrael v'yesh ben Yehuda ishushlayim b'adlu ha'eshkaylis. They stopped with the Eshkailais. Okay. What's the Eshkailais? We stopped giving absolute uh, autonomy over Psak to specific Rabbanim. Once they died, the autonomy over, over Psak uh, ended. Now, Yeshiv and Yezer and Yeshiv and Yezer, if anybody who's familiar with Perkyavas, they were from the era in the first para called the Zugos, the, from the, the pairs, those who led, uh, those who led Klal Yisrael. Shanamar ain't Eshkolecho, Bikura, Ivsa, Ivsa Nafshi.
Okay, so eshkol, a cluster is a, referring to a person who's so learned that they have everything together on their fingertips. Uh, he stopped people reciting vidway meiser. Okay, there was a, a vidway that people would say when they recite meiser. He stopped it. We'll see why. And he also stopped the ma'irim. The word to be ma'irim means to awaken. And also the naikfim, those who hit. Okay? If you don't know what this means, hold on tight. Top of Amadiz. Ad Yomov Hoya Patish Makeb Yerushalayim Ubi Yomov in Sarah Lishal Alatumai. Also, the hammer would, would used to clap in Yerushalayim that he stopped, and you didn't have to ask about Demai. Okay? Why? Because. He was. He made sure that everything that Meiser was separated from everything. What's the Ma'ay? You're unsure whether Meiser was separated. He made sure that any time there was a sale, Meiser was separated. Nobody had any concern about the Ma'ay. All right. Here we go. All right. So let's. Uh, we got Mincha fifty. So we're gonna try to cover ground. Let's get that's why the rabbis mean So here again, if you did Agla Rufi, then we find the murderer Shame Poitera Soy Soy. That the murderer is still going to be Chay of Misa. Tamud Leimar Velars Leichupa Ladam Asher Shufach Baki Im Bedam Shayvchei. It only atones when there's a doubt. All right, there's no doubt. There's a guy in existence here. We know who the murderer is a getting tug. He's not off the hook just because an Agla Rufa was brought. You might think, ah, it was an atonement already. No atonement. You're still Chay of Misa. One it says, I saw the murder time of the Machishle. The reason why we bring in Aglarufa because the two is because the witnesses are contradicting each other. Holy Machishle, let's say they're not contradicting each other. It seems you would rely on a single witness. How do we know that if one witness comes and says, I know the murderer, and nobody argues on him, we wouldn't bring in Aglarufa? The murderer is not going to be Chayav Misa, but we would not bring in Aglarufa. It's not considered to suffix. How do you know this? Because the rabbis learned in social media, if you don't know who murdered the guy, then you bring in Aglarufa. If anybody knows, I'm sorry, if you know who hit him, so then we would not bring in Aglarufa. Beautiful. How do we know that if you see um, somebody killing, even if you don't know who it is? So I see the murder. We know there was a murder. We just don't know who. We saw the guy's back. We didn't see his face. There's no Aglarufa. Here they did see him. Right? It says in the Pasuk, I, we didn't see the murder. You did see the murder. You just don't know who it is. Okay. Gavaldik. I, Valero, This fine. Now that we say by... Um, by uh, a murder, we do believe one witness to say there's no longer going to be an Aglarufa. How could other w- single witness argue against him? One witness has the status of two witnesses. He has a lot of strength. And therefore, when the second guy shows up and argues on him, he's just a single witness coming against an established testimony that we're considering two. It's one verse two. And we should consider it to... Uh, we should consider it like as if we know who the murderer is and we should not bring in Aglarufa. Says the Gemara, Amar Lachulul is going to say, Lo yo arfim. you're right, Tanei, lo yo arfim. You're right. We wouldn't do an Aglarufa. Rabchia says, Tanei, how you arfim? They would do it. Ay, how would they do it? One witness has the status of two, so we know who the murderer is. Like Kash, no question. I'll tell you the difference. When one witness says, I saw the murderer, and the other one says, no, you didn't, and they're walking to the bezin at the same time, we'll still do an Aglarufa. 
We have a suffix. But when one guy comes to Bezdin, and we accept him, and he takes on the status of two, and then later on, Yanku walks in, we'll say, Yanku, get out of here. You can't argue on something that's previously accepted. Today we learned in the Mishnah, One guy says, I saw a murder, the guy says, no, you didn't. Are you orphan? So we'll do a glarufa. Let's say it's one V1, but you orphan. We wouldn't. You have to do here. According to you, answer like a good Jew instead of answering, we'll ask a question. What about the end of the mission? But if it's one verse one, we would do Nagla Rufa. Rather, we're dealing with regular, uh, rather, we must be dealing with when the witnesses who are coming are not standard witnesses. There are witnesses who, in general, we wouldn't listen to. Okay, whether they're relatives, whether it's a Ever Kanani, whether it's a woman, you follow most opinions, and we're going to treat the, the statement of two women like one man, and also, and also like a case where you have two men that are arguing on one man. Whenever you're going to say that Eirachad is kosher meikara is is uh, is fit from the beginning, afilu mea noshim, then we're going to say even a hundred women ki echad damyon are going to be considered. Even if a hundred women tell the same thing, to them considered like one witness. and we should explain. Reb Nechemia as follows. says, You follow the majority of minds of opinions. and we're going to treat. Two, the, the testimony of two women of, of two women um, against one woman, the same as two men against one man. Meaning, if two women say one thing and one woman says nothing, we're going to treat the two women's testimony as more, uh, have more standing than the one. We're going to treat it, uh, we're going to treat it like Why do I need the Mishnah to give me two cases of Psule Eidus? Maud would have thought to say, uh, maybe only follow the majority of opinion when we're going to be strict. Therefore, it lets me hear that even in a case, we're going to follow the majority, even though it's going to come out to be makel. We're going to come out with a leniency. Uh, we still have time or not? What time is it? We have short. Okay, there's one more short piece of Gemara. Just one more line over here. Misharabu Araichim, once a lot of murders increased on forcing in Eretz they stopped with Agla Rufa. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, Misharabu Araichim, when there's a lot of murders, but like Agla Rufa. Why? Lafisha Ba Ella Ala Sofik. Because we're not sure who did the killing. Misharabu Araichim, Bagaloi, Botla, Egla Arufa. What happened was, get ready for this. It became very common that there were certain groups call it gangs, people, neighborhoods, where murders were a lot more common, and therefore, it, was, it wasn't like random who was killing. Once murders became something that Nebuch, unfortunately, became part of the crime factor in specific areas, and you were able, even though you were narrowing it down to areas or groups or whatever it is, but you were able to narrow it down. See, beforehand, it was like somebody was killed, it was a shock in Klal Yisrael. It's like, what? We have no clue who, who would have done such a thing. If anybody, now that you have like a leaning towards what's going on, so therefore they abolished Aglarufa because the suffix, the, the, the doubt, was not as wide of a doubt. Okay, we're going to hold it here. Whew. All right, we got as far as we go. Tomorrow we'll pick up from uh, Tan Rabban.